It's a Clark Barrington show, I guess third edition of the show with BYU's preseason All-American coming off that win against USF. We also look ahead to the game against Baylor and a whole lot more with the Clark Barrington show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Welcome into your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Our goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fans out there. So thank you for making us your first listen of the day. It is time for another edition of the Clark Barrington Show. You can see him on the right there. Clark, thanks again for joining us. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's start here. Uh, back from that win over USF, and I, I want to start with an interesting question. What did you do during the two-and-a-half-hour, uh, I guess, severe weather delay? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was an, it was an interesting time. Uh, you know, uh, at first, everybody was kind of just sitting sitting there in the lockers we had and, and kind of just waiting it out, you know, but as time went on, you know, it it got a little bit boring, so we turned on a couple of the other games that were on and started watching those. A couple people brought it up on their phone, and we were watching, you know, the other games that were going on that day and, you know, trying to kind of let our nerves relax for a little bit because who knew when we were getting back out on that field. And then, uh, you know, when time came, we we refocused and regrouped and you know, were, able, uh, were able to go out and play the way we should have, so... Uh, there was a social media post at one point from Mason Wake, and it just simply said, "We are bored." <laughs> yeah, that 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 is how we were all feeling for sure. Okay, well, hey, there were, there were, there were many loops around the locker room walked uh, in those uh, two and a half hours. So, well, hey, I I, I can completely understand that because you guys they announced that you guys were going back into the locker room like what five minutes before kickoff. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we were headed out to uh, do the coin flip, and then right before we stepped on the field, uh, they said, hey, uh, there's a lag delay. And so we turned right back around and walked back into the locker room and and waited for another two and a half hours. So well, That's okay. And help me understand the psyche. You mentioned the fact that a bunch of you guys were kind of like, okay, we're, we're staying ready and whatnot in case it's a really quick, like 30 minutes, we're right back out there. But then it stretches into two and a half hours. What is your mindset? Do you kind of take, like you said, you guys kind of turn on games and whatnot, I guess, to get your mind off it for a minute. But at, yeah. the, but at the same time, are you trying to keep yourself locked in on what the game plan is, et cetera? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. There, I, I guess everybody has their own way, own way of doing things, you know. And and you know, I wasn't, I I wasn't one of the guys to, you know, try to lose focus too much. But you know, I think it's, I think it's a good thing to, uh, you know, kind of just get our minds off of it, watch some games. Uh, you know, I think there were a couple. UFC fights or MMA fights or something on that a couple guys were watching those too and so just just trying to clear our mind like hey you know the time will come and and when when it comes you know we've prepared and we'll be ready and and we'll refocus but in the time being let's let's just try to get our minds off those things for now so 
Well, you guys handled it pretty darn well. I, I I think after two and a half hours, you come out and the very first play from scrimmage, Puka comes on that fly sweep and takes it to takes it to the house. You're out yeah. there. You're playing left guard. I saw, I saw all you guys. You guys kind of down blocked and we're kind of sealing off that defensive line. Well, tell me about that play from your perspective. You know. Uh Honestly, as an O-lineman, we didn't do a whole lot on that play to, you know, make it go all the way. But, you know, uh, our, our tight ends and, and running back, I think Chris and I think I want to say it was Dallin and maybe Mason out there on the edge you, blocking for You nailed it. For you Puka. nailed it, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they did a great job, threw some great blocks out there for him to be able to squeeze one down the sideline all the way to the end zone. And, you know, there's no better way to start off a game than that. So, you know, we were just all happy going down and ex- excited to celebrate with them in the end zone. So, Well, okay, and did that in your mind kind of validate, like, okay, we're legit. We can do this thing. We've, we've got this. we got this on lock. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think, uh, you know, not only did it help validate, you know, kind of the things we, we've been thinking about ourselves, but also – Help kind of maybe re- relieve some of the tension, you know, after that two and a half hour wait, um, you know, hey, we went out and scored on the first play. Let's just keep doing it. And so, you know, just help us to, to play probably a, a little more loose and a little more uh, um, how we wanted to play, you know, right, right out of the get go. So. Now, that, as the game progressed, you guys were up twenty-eight nothing at the end of the first quarter. I, I, you, the offense was was dominating. Puka had the other rushing touchdown. Then uh, Jaron yeah. comes out and fires that strike to Keanu Hill. But uh, between those two, you had Max Tooley with the pick six. How fun is yeah. that for you as an offensive player to have the defense score once in a while? Man, it was awesome. I, I told Max that was that was our best drive of the game, and so. <laughs> You know, it's it's always good to have you know a score on the defensive side of the ball, and you know I'll, I'll take any take one of those any game. So it's always fun to celebrate with them. Well, it's it's like a one play drive for you because you have to go out for PAT, yeah. right? That's it. Yeah, well, not even anymore. I, I, I'm not on PAT anymore, so okay. I, I'm just there celebrating on the sideline with with Max and the rest of the defense. So it was, it was fun. Oh, hey, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. So that no wonder you said that's the best <laughs> drive. You're like, hey, you scored for me. I'm good. I'm good yeah. over here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, give me your perspective on the overall performance of the offense. How do you think things went? 575 total yards, 314 of those rushing, and that's I think as an offensive lineman, that's probably the number you guys are most uh, happy about. But and then 50 points. So give me your sense of how you feel the offense performed overall. Yeah, um, you know I think we did a lot of good things, and and you know we did what what we know we can do. Um, but there's there's a lot that. You know, we can improve as we have been watching film and, and going over corrections and things. There's, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, that stood out that, that we could improve, you know, in our game and t- to get better for this next week. So we're just, you know, we're glad we played so well. We're excited to, to see what comes um, this next week. So. Are, and I don't want you to – you don't have to delve too deep into this, but are those improvements like technique stuff, strategy stuff? Uh, what exactly – because 50 points, a lot of people say, well, what do, you, what do you need to fix? But can you explain what exactly you guys are looking at? Yeah, um, you know, some of it's, you know, IDs and cleaning okay. up, you know, just who, who we're getting on. And then, you know, a lot of it's technique and all of that stuff as well. And so just – you know, cleaning up every aspect of the game. So, so hopefully it, it, it goes better. 
All right, Clark, I want to talk to you a little bit about the game this week. Baylor, obviously, you guys faced them last season, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, first, I need to get a word in on our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. They're a brand-new sponsor here. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest way to have fun this college football season. The best part about this is it's easy to play, my friends. If you've ever thought about playing fantasy football in the college realm, Underdog Fantasy is the place to do it. You can win cold, hard cash in just one single game. They've got investment backing from uh, such luminaries as Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and more. The best part is you can get in on the action right now. Sign up with the promo code Locked On at Underdog Fantasy, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Once again, go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store slash Google Play Store. And once again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Continuing on here with Clark Barrington, BYU offensive lineman. And Clark, uh, Baylor last year in some ways I think is a pivot point for uh, for the BYU football program. You guys got beat pretty thoroughly uh, on the field. And I've talked with enough of your teammates, and I think you and I even have talked about it at one point, that the coaching staff kind of pointed at that game and said, that's kind of what we want. That's that's what we want to be when we get into the Big 12. Do, do you feel like that still holds up to this day as you get ready for the rematch? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we, we were all focused on this game one, uh, game one because it was the first game, right? You know, but I think in, in the back of our minds, you know, this game has always been been one that we've circled, you know, for this season. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys on the team, you know, especially me, um, you know, we've been looking forward to this game. Um and, uh, you know, when, when we were down there at Baylor, you know, they really did, you know, they kind of manhandled us, you know, up front. And, and so I think that, that kind of just left a, left a bad taste in our mouth. And so, you know, we're, we're going to do everything we can to, you know, do better and, and play the way that we uh, know that we can play. So. I may have mentioned this to you before on a previous edition, but I had a chance to catch up with Josh Larson, of course, one of the defensive tackles uh, for BYU uh, during training camp, and we had a conversation, and he brought this up unprompted, actually. He said uh, the Baylor game last year, he said he was playing that game at 260 pounds, and he's playing defensive tackle, and he talked about being manhandled in that run game, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think you as an offensive lineman, the defensive line for Baylor did pretty good against y'all, but he talked about the fact that the coaching staff after that game in particular said Hey, we need to get bigger. We need to get stronger. We got to be able to go toe to toe with teams like this because that's what we're going to face week in and week out once we get to the yeah. Big Twelve here. Uh, is that something that you, you same message? Well, okay, was it the same messaging you got from the coaching staff? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know that the emphasis of uh, getting bigger and stronger and faster, and you know that, that that's been you know our our emphasis this this off season. You know, in, included with you know getting better with technique and, and all of those things as well. You know, the bigger, the faster, the stronger we can get. You know, the better the better we can be. So you know, that's been a big emphasis for us. Uh, Apu Ika or Siaki Ika is actually a local product from East High School. Actually committed to BYU before going to LSU and now playing at Baylor. You faced him last year. He plays that nose tackle position, 340 pounds. He is just a gigantic human being. Are you looking forward yeah. to facing off against him again? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know he's a he's a great player, and you know it, it, it'll be a good game. And I'm excited to to go toe to toe with him and and uh, you know give him the best I got. So. Uh, with regards to how you guys are, are approaching this game, I guess, uh, is, is 
I know that Kalani has preached not being too high or too low with every game, but you already acknowledge the fact that, hey, you guys felt like you got manhandled a year ago. So is there, and they may not be expressed out loud by the coaching staff, by you as a team captain, et cetera, but do you feel like there's a sense around this team that, you know what, we do need to go show Baylor that we were better than we were a year ago? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, it's, it's kind of the way you put it, right? Um, not a ton of spoken word about it, but it's just something that everybody understands. <laughs> it goes. You know, it's just, it, it's in everybody's heads and minds and, and we understand that we all, all are thinking the same thing. And so, you know, let's go out there and, and, and give them our best shot. So. Well, sometimes the, 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 you don't need to say things and it just kind of, the, yep. the message is there, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. So Baylor obviously is a member of the big 12. BYU is going into the big 12 next year. When you found out, and I, I want to go back to last year, right before the season, the official announcement came that the Big 12 had invited BYU to join the Big 12 Conference. You, your entire career to this point has been being played as an independent, uh, and then obviously you've never been a part of a conference race, etc., but are you excited to see BYU finally make it to the big time, make it to the Big 12, everything that BYU's worked for for over a decade at this point? Yeah, um, you know, it's cool. Um, you know, like you said, I don't know anything different, so I, I don't know how, how cool it will be. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it's cool to be, uh, you know, in a big conference and, and competing with, with, with those big, big name teams, you know. And, uh, you know, I think it's just our our uh, schedule and everything these past couple of years, you know, has helped prepare us for that, you know. And, and so I think I think it will be a good time for sure. Now, you mentioned the fact that you've, you've never known anything different other than independence. And you, the opportunity for BYU over the years has been able to – you've played all over the country, literally. I, I think yeah. in your four or five years at BYU, you've probably been to every corner of this country you, you can probably have ever imagined playing. Is that something that you've really enjoyed, is just being able to see all these different venues and play all over the country? Yeah, I think it's way cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, – it's fun to be able to play, you know, a bunch of different teams um, and honestly rarely play, you know, teams twice yeah. in, in back-to-back seasons. So I, I, I don't know. There's there's a give and take, you know. It's, it's fun to be able to travel around, play different teams, you know, but it's always uh, also fun to kind of play the same team back-to-back seasons and, and, you know, continue to beat them or maybe get a revenge game or do whatever, you know what I mean? And just see how much you can improve from from one season to the next. So, well, and we're going to talk about these games as they come because you do have Utah State and Boise State on the schedule later this fall. But those two schools, and then Utah, essentially have been the the mainstays on the schedule yeah. during Independence for BYU. Do you do you truly feel that those games are some of the most important because they are our annual rivalry matchups? Um, I, I think there's. I think every game is important, um, of course, but uh, of course we want to win our rival- rivalries as well. And so, you know, there's there's a big emphasis when it's when it's rivalry week, and uh, you know we do our best to to win every game, but especially those ones. So, 
All right, I've got it. I guess this is like a technique question. This is me being a nerd because I like watching <laughs> offensive linemen play. I, I know I, I'm weird in that way, but I love watching you and Blake Freeland working together. Like you combos with Connor Pay. I just like your offensive line. I think is absolutely elite, and the, the national media has paid attention to that. You guys are top ten at the worst. I've seen you guys ranked into the top five as a unit uh, in different rankings out there. But is there a um, a blocking scheme, whether it's the wide zone, the inside zone, is there a certain blocking scheme at BYU that you, is your absolute favorite, or maybe a play that's your absolute favorite in the BYU playbook? Oh, man. Um, honestly, any of them. You know, being able to be in a double team with Connor or – or, or Blake, you know, it's, it's always a good time. Um, and, and, you know, most of the time we, we get the, the better part of, of the defensive uh, linemen. So it's, you know, whenever I'm in a double team with one of those guys, it's, it's always a good time. So. Well, and I, I think that's probably just the fun part of it is you're, you're moving a human being against their will. And that, that, that's yeah. got to be a pretty thrilling feel, feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, and can I ask you real quick about about Blake? Uh, he is a guy that he's getting all kinds of love out there, and he was highly graded. I have pro football focus. I don't know how familiar you are with pro football focus. I, he was the number one rated offensive lineman for BYU in that USF game. You were number two, so hey, props to you, sir. Uh, Con- <laughs> Connor was number three, so I guess you guys all had very good performances, but Blake is a guy I think a lot of people are intrigued by simply due to the fact, and I hear it every time you guys play on every broadcast out there. Blake Freeland never played offensive line before he got to BYU. He played quarterback, tight end, defensive end, punter, name any position not offensive line in high school. <laughs> but yeah. And it's true, but he has made a transition yeah. to offensive line. And he got his first start in that Boise State game in 2019. You guys are coming off that loss against USF. A lot of people yep. were down. Jaron was injured. Zach was injured. Baylor's making his first start. They insert Blake Freeland into that game. And I've got to admit, I was absolutely floored at how good he was considering his lack of knowledge playing offensive line. So my question, Clark, is from that game when he was really, really good to now, how much better has he gotten? Yeah, for sure. Um, he, he's gotten a lot better, right? Um you know, he's gotten uh, bigger and stronger. Um, you know, he, he's been able to, you know, master master the scheme and and learn, you know, the in and out, ins and outs of the offense. You know, he, he uh, you know, I just feel like it, with, with every, you know, O-lineman, mm-hmm. you know, when you're young, you're kind of just thrown into the fire and you, you do the best you can and, and you figure it out with experience. And so with that experience and – and lots of study and practice and whatever, you know, he's, he's been able to, you know, perfect his craft and, and get better and, uh, you know, perform at a high level. So I've got one more question about Blake here. I'm going to use an analogy. I actually learned this story. I was actually looking on Twitter earlier this week. Do you know the name? Do you know who Jason Peters is in the NFL? No, I'm not sure. So he's an offense. He's an offensive tackle. He's going into his 19th season, Clark, in the NFL. He's 40 okay. years old. Uh, he was just picked up for his 19th season. Uh, he originally was signed by the Buffalo Bills as an undrafted tight end out of college. He was a 300 pound tight end at that. Like we're talking, uh, <laughs> but okay, but Clark, the thing about this is he's six foot ten. 
He he's an absolute oh. physical freak of nature, and uh, I, I'm trying to think of who was telling this story. But they were on that Buffalo Bills team, and they said that they were working out a tight end. He he was doing some good things there on the practice squad. Blah 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 blah. But then one day they decided, you know what? He's six ten, three hundred pounds. Let's throw him at offensive tackle and see what he could do. And the story, the the way I read it, he essentially set up for pass blocking with like zero knowledge, according to what this story, the the, the way they told it, and nobody. Could beat him one on one. Like we're talking <laughs> the best defensive lineman in the entire world. You know the NFL. It's the yeah. it's, it's the cream of the crop when it comes to to the best. And from that point on, he played offensive tackle. He's now made near 120 million across his 19 years in the NFL. And I'm trying, I'm reading this story and I'm like, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I see some parallels in some ways to the whole Blake Freeland experience at BYU. Do you see it that way based on what I just kind of told you? Yeah, for sure. Sounds sounds very similar, and you know he's he's done a very good job at you know just increasing his knowledge and strength and and getting better, and you know he continues to perform better and better every season. So, all right, well, Clark, we're gonna finish this off as we typically do with some fun stuff. We'll, we'll get to that here in a moment. I do need to uh, sp- uh, talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending real quick, though. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. The reason Intercap they get deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They're closing loans two weeks faster than the in- in- than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress free home loan process for you, the consumer. Steve Carter is our personal loan officer over at Intercap. Lenny. He'd love nothing more than to help you out along with the other hundreds of Locked On listeners he's helped so far since 2018. Intercap Lending's got 44 years of experience behind them. The best part is they're based here along the Wasatch Front, also capable of helping you nationwide in more than 40 states. So give Steve a call. He'd love nothing more than to answer any uh, any questions you've got. Uh, 385-800-8528 is his number. 385-800-8528. Or you can go to intercaplending.com to learn more. When you mention Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatchinch, and if you can, you can mention Clark Barrington if you want to, if you want to have some fun with that, you get, it, uh, you get actually a corporate rate discount from our friends at Intercap Lending. So once again, reach out to Steve now with any and all questions you might have. He'll be happy to help you out. His number, once again, 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Want to remind you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Of course, we just talked about BYU going into the Big 12 in 2023. If you want to get up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12, Josh Neighbors has got you covered top to bottom every single day. Get it free and available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. It's a fantastic, fantastic resource. All right, uh, closing up shop here with our third edition of the Clark Barrington Show. And Clark, uh, uh, okay. This is going to be an interesting question, but uh, obviously you're facing off against Baylor. Are you a barbecue guy? Like, what is your preferred meal out there? Preferred meal, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can never go wrong with some brisket and some some ribs, and so uh, those would be my top two top two picks right there. Okay, are we talking making your own? Or are you going over to Bam Bam's? Like, where where do you prefer no, to get it from? I, I'm not making my own. <laughs> I'm gonna go get it somewhere. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Do you have like do you have a preferred spot? I know Cam Trey you up there at Bam yeah, Bam's is tight. Yeah, Bam 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 Bam's pretty good. You know, and really any of these barbecue spots up here, you know, Bam Bam's R and R or whatever okay. it may be. You know, they all they all taste good to me. So you're, you're, 
you're an equal opportunity barbecue connoisseur. It sounds like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what we like to hear. Uh, okay, so here, here's the here's the next question for you. I know that your wife is a BYU athlete as well. So obviously, you guys, your schedules get crazy because I know this time of year you're you're locked up with school. You got football. You are married as as, as I mentioned. So when you guys, uh, I guess, have a meal at home together, are you guys cooking together? Does one prefer to cook for the other? Like, how do you guys, how do you guys divvy that up? Yeah, um, you know, honestly, <laughs> most of the time it's, it's probably going and picking something up okay. somewhere. Um, you know, Sundays is the big meal day and, you know, whatever leftovers we'll have, we'll eat throughout the week and so kind of meal prep that way a little bit. But, um, you know, most of the time if we need something quick and easy, we'll just go grab something real quick because, you know, it's it's what works best for our schedules right now. So, well, I, I was going to say, like, it's kind of an impromptu date night, really, in many ways. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so now with regards to uh, in season, as I mentioned, you're you're a busy man, uh, and it, it, I I say this with the the utmost respect. You guys are essentially doing two full time jobs, in my opinion, because you have school over here. You have to do at least twelve credits, if I'm not mistaken, to stay eligible yep. according to NCAA guidelines, and that's that's full time over there on that side. Now you're also doing football over here on the other side, so. Help me, help us, help me, help all of our listeners and, and viewers. How do you go about balancing all the things in your life? Are you, are you able to balance it? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, kind of have to prioritize a little bit, um, you know, and use your, your time pretty wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the afternoon we have football from, you know, one to usually 6.30-ish. And so that's that's the time for football, along with, you know, nightly or, or morning, you know, a little personal film studies or whatever. Um, and then you got to find somewhere to fit in your homework. And so you just whenever you have extra time, at least for, for me, it's usually spent, you know, maybe with the TV on. And me and my wife doing homework next to each other. And so, you know, you, know, you just got to find the time to do it and hopefully you have enough time to do it all, but it's just how it works. I guess <laughs> I can. Okay. You mentioned the TV being on, are we watching sports? Are we watching a, a new show? Like what, what's on at the Barrington household? Yeah, usually, usually sports. Okay. Um, you know, whatever season it may be, um, on a softball, it's softball season, softball's on the TV when it's football season, football's on the TV, you know, basketball here and there. And so, you know, whatever's on, we'll, we'll throw it on and, and enjoy watching that. So, Awesome. Uh, by the yeah. way, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Who are your pro teams in sports? Like, who, who, do, you, who do you root for? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> are you, you know, I, I honestly am just, just one to, to enjoy, you know, the game, whoever it okay. is. Um, you know, went to went to Seattle Seahawks game. You know, I'm from Washington when I was – growing up and so you know always like rooting for them mm-hmm. um you know but it, it doesn't really matter to me i just like watching the game so 
Well, and, I, I, and I, I've noticed with athletes, uh, n- this is not just you, exclusive to you. I've had enough conversations with athletes that, yeah, sometimes they do have teams that they may have rooted for growing up, but you guys are playing the sports that you've dreamed of. And a lot of us watch, we, we dreamed of playing them, but you have the opportunity to play them. And I think in many ways, in a way, it kind of takes away, like, you, you like watching the competition rather than maybe just rooting for an individual yeah. team. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's for, that's for sure. Okay, yeah. I got to grab one thing here. So uh, pardon this just for a second. <laughs> this is the team I want you to play for in the pros. I, I'm selfish <laughs> on this. And those of you out there listening, you can't see in video form, it's my San Francisco 49ers hat. And Clark, I wear this hat all the time. I'm a diehard Niners fan. I would love nothing more than to see you playing for the Niners one day. But who knows what happens down the road? Yep, yep. I'll do my best to try to make that happen. <laughs> hey, I, I can respect that. I appreciate you at least giving just just giving me a minute to to think about you lining up for Kyle Shanahan in that offense because they yep. run they run that wide zone about as well as anybody in the pro ranks. They do. So. They do. All right. Well, Clark, I, I think we've had enough fun for for one show. Uh, looking forward to this week against Baylor. Oh, by the way. Uh, how excited are you and your teammates to be back home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the home opener? Yeah, we're, we're way excited. Um, you know, Cougar Nation always brings a lot of juice, you know, when we're out of way games. You know, but it's just a whole different vibe and whole different environment when we're here at home. And so we're excited to be out in front of, you know, all the fans and, and feel their energy and hopefully, you know, bring the energy as well that night. So. Well, that's the name of the game right there. Well, Clark, yep. thank you so much once again for your time. I look forward to catching up with you again next week, and thanks again for doing this. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Clark Barrington Show and the Locked On Cougars podcast. I want to remind you guys, make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza getting you ready for the NFL season. Local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. For Clark, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast. See ya.